0: By split decision. Hello, welcome everyone. Split Decision UK, thanks for joining us. This is episode twenty nine. Now we're all about our MMA chat here. If you're a new listener, please do give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Split Decision UK. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. If you can on iTunes, leave a little review, five stars, subscribe, that'd be really great. As it is, thanks for joining us. It is Bank Holiday Monday, lovely day outside, had a great weekend all round. Matthew Clark, I'm joined, over Skype by yourself, how are you? I'm good, I'm in Cambridge, it's very cloudy here. Then is it nice in greys then? It is, in greys, yeah, so I'm in greys, you're in Cambridge, I'm guessing that your parents. It is lovely day, I've been out for a walk this morning, very civilised. <laughs> What else have been up to? Well, Saying that, to carry on that theme, I've had a quiet one actually, I've been to see Family uh, a couple of days, but I've been on uh, Netflix with the girlfriend, I've been watching Ru Paul's Drag Race, have you ever Is heard of that- it?
1: Absolutely not mate, you have to tell me
0: about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, are you aware of like America's Next Top Model and stuff like that, those sort of uh, competitions?
1: Uh, I know of it.
0: Yeah, so it's like that, but for drag queens. Oh, drag queens! Yeah, yeah. Who's said Drag racing? Nah, nah. So it's not cars. It's drag queens. <laughs> right? Okay. Oh, so I'm all over it at the moment. It's uh, <laughs> it's proper. Who's your
1: favourite character? What's their name? Not character, like personality. Um,
0: there's this big, massive like unit of, of a drag queen, and she's proper lairy. She just gives it to everyone. That's quite funny. What's her name? I think, I think her name's uh, Silky something silky something ganache (laughs) great names Fucking hell! so yeah that's been been my weekend
1: uh i can't really top that i gotta be honest (laughs) i had my nephew's first birthday party yesterday so it's a little bit different to yours it seems
0: yeah slightly uh different theme
1: yeah but yeah nothing else i'm just looking forward to next week I'm going to try and get as much good MMA content in this week because next Sunday I'll probably, I will be doing the podcast, but I will not be with it, whether I'm elated or down in the dumps post Champions League final.
0: We shall see. It's going to be a an interesting I, morning I do, either I, way.
1: I'm I not like thinking about it, Joe. <laughs> it gets me scared. I,
0: I but I'm a bit a bit, I bet you're bricking it.
1: I just every time I think about it, I do want to think about it. I need to watch. Uh, drag racing queens or whatever it is to take
0: my mind off it that's it get on it or talk about fighting which is what we shall crack on to now eh? so we've got fights coming up next week we've had nothing going on this week and I know we were saying it's nice to have a little break just to recharge your batteries but I have missed the fights this week so I'm looking forward to uh, fight night One Five Three for the UFC in Stockholm Sweden next Saturday so, so this is on, a good, on a, a good time for the UK viewers obviously being in Europe which is always a plus Might as well start with a main event, young man, Alexander Gustafsson against Anthony Smith, light heavyweight, sort of a playoff for the John Jones losers.
1: (laughs) That's one way I put it in it. Um, I'm not sure that's how they're going to bill it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, what do you reckon of this? I think it's a good fight, stylistically. I think it should be entertaining. Um, How do you see it's going to go down, Joe? Do you know what? I'm
0: not quite sure how I feel about this yet. When it got announced, I was quite up for it and I was quite excited, but it's been been a couple of months Obviously, our sort of uh, attention spans are not very long nowadays. But I've sort of lost the bars I had around it a little bit. I'm not sure, quite sure how I feel for it. I think maybe it's one of those ones in that in that like, heavyweight division where it's so dominated by John Jones, and these two men have just lost to them. It's a little bit of a a nothing fight in in a lot of ways because whoever wins. They, they can't go for the title shot again, I wouldn't have thought. So I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. But I, I think once the time comes, it will be a good fight sort of stylistically and uh, good, obviously, top, top level, as you as you mentioned.
1: Yeah, that's the tricky thing. One's going at number two, one's number four, but they've both just lost to the champion. I know. It's almost like what, what happens with the winner, let alone what happens with the loser. At least the loser can go back and fight someone else in the division. The winner's got to fight on paper, the champion, but not... No one's going to want to see either of them fight again, particularly Gustafson, if you ask me. Obviously, people were clamoring for it after the first fight, but after the second fight, it was one-way traffic from start to finish. And particularly now, we don't want to see that. That it was only six months ago, so hmm. it's a really tricky one with regards to where they go from from here. But I, I do like the fight, though, as an actual spectacle. I think it'd be good. I thought Smith, his record looked pretty dodgy. Dodgy, yeah. There's a lot of losses. 31 and 14, but he's only lost to four people in the UFC. One was Jones, one was Tiago Santos, and one of them was in his first in in the UFC many moons ago. So mm. I think it's quite uh, deceptive, the record, and he really seems to be hitting his stride, I think, now. I think against Jones, he looked okay, to be honest, if a little gunshy, but I think Jones does that to a lot of people. I think that's more of a compliment to Jones rather than a slight on uh, Smith. Yeah, I'd agree. And he's only thirty, which is mad, really. Yeah, he and is.
0: He's young. He is young. When
1: I mean, you consider all the wars he's been in and stuff, And I, I think he's. This is more suitable for Smith than it is Gus, because obviously Gus has got a lot to lose. He's got that higher spot in the rankings. It's in Stockholm, and he has to win. Really, um, with regards to Smith, it's a good opportunity to get right back in contention almost instantaneously. I mean, I don't know what you think of his chances.
0: Yeah, it is a difficult one. I mean, you mentioned Smith being thirty. Uh, Gustafsson is only thirty-two himself. Oh, so, if, if he can, if he is up for it, I know he's, he's spoken about, you know, openly questioning whether he whether he really wants it and things like that. But if he does, then he's still got plenty of time left himself to to make a move. Obviously, John Jones at the top always difficult. I do I do like Smith's chances. Uh, Gustafsson is the taller man. Smith is probably the more active and on on a sort of more upwards trajectory at the moment. Gustafsson kind of beat Glover in 2017, midway through 2017, and then lost to Jones obviously at the, well it was December, wasn't it? So, Smith, yeah, more active, probably more, his name is more out there, I think, I think his face is more out there in our in our minds at the moment as well. I think we everyone warmed to him in that build up to John Jones, and he did do well in that fight, as you say. Uh, Gustafson, interestingly, is a three to ten favorite in the, for the bookies in this one. Smith eleven to five you can get on Anthony Smith at the moment, so I think that's a cracking price for Smith, who does stand a good chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the odds are just in that, just because of Gus's back catalogue, really.
0: Yeah, probably. I still think they're quite wide, though. I do think there is.
1: I do have to agree with you. Um, I think it's a great bet, like you say. Um, I think, like I mentioned already, the record, I think, is very off-putting for potential punters on him. And it's probably fresh in their minds, this, uh, the Jones loss. But going back to Gus, he's, he's just, you mentioned it there, while Jones is there, what's what's he going to do? He's just, I get the impression that Jones is there to break records. He wants to be active, clear the division out. So I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I don't think he's going to move up to heavyweight. I mean, a lot of rumblings coming out of him, and he he seems to want to stay light heavyweight. He is a light heavyweight. He doesn't have trouble making weight, which puts uh, Gustafson in a really tricky spot. It kind of reminds me of, uh, oh, do you remember young Andy Roddick? Yes. When uh, he was pretty good, wasn't he? He was. I mean, I'm no, I'm no tennis connoisseur, but... Good serve. He, he had a good serve on him. <laughs> but he had Nadal and Federer just caning it every week. Yeah. And he seems to be in that similar spot. He's sort of like the the third in line between DC and uh, Jones. He's never going to beat them. But he's going to be uh, best of the rest, which is an horrible spot to be in, really. And I think, logically... He either makes himself undeniable for a third shot by beating everyone, and it's going to take him a fair few fights, I feel, or he has to make the move up to heavyweight himself. I mean, I don't know what you make of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely possible, isn't it? I think John Jones will go up to heavyweight eventually. I think he still will. I think he he does want to clear out the division, like you say, and I think he will do that probably. He'll probably beat everyone. And then I think once DC moves on, I don't think he wants to fight DC at heavyweight, just in case. So... I think once, Jones. DC, yeah, Jones, yeah. yeah. So I think once DC moves on, I think John Jones will move up to heavyweight. It's whether or not Gustafson is around uh, still at that time, still winning fights. If he could step in and take Jones's spot at like heavyweight, but um, as far as my pick goes, it is a good price on Anthony Smith, eleven to five. And if I was going to do a little stick a fiver on, on a little outside of treble, or even just you know a normal treble with Smith in there, I'd be happy to do that. But Officially, I'll, I'll go with Gustafsson to win. I think I think his chin will hold up against Smith, and I think he's probably a little bit more technical, a little bit, a little bit crisper and sharper with his striking, and he's probably got better takedowns and a little bit better grappling as well. I would say so. If I was going to make a pick, I'd go Gustafson. Probably decision. I think Smith showed enough that he could go five rounds with John Jones. So no reason why I can't go round, five rounds with Gustafson.
1: Yeah, I think you make quite a good point with the grappling side of things there. Um, in the fight with Vulcan, I think Smith looked like he was a bit, bit shattered towards the end. And if uh, Gustafsson can sort of up the grappling side of things a few early rounds in, he could sort of we could see Smith sort of gas again in the later rounds. I think also Gus will have quite a bit of size on him, as you alluded to before. I've got a decision either way, but I've actually got a feeling for Smith here. Don't know why. So you think Smith might nick the decision? I think he might get a decision. I, I know it's in Stockholm, so he'll have to do some to actually get the decision. But I don't know. It's just whether or not it just felt like Gus didn't turn up. I know he mentioned he had a, a groin injury, which sort of hampered him in the Jones fight when he got to the floor. But it, it just looked like he didn't turn up even before that for me. And I just wonder, like you said before, if he's still his heart's still in it.
0: Yeah, tough one.
1: I think, tough. I think Smith could nick a decision here. I think he's really hitting his stride now. And I think he's at only 30. This is a massive fight for him. It'll be a massive scalp. And he can sort of throw his name back into the hat for a title shot in about a fight or two's time if he gets the winner. I've got him to win a decision, Jelf.
0: Nice, I like it. Yeah, so, fight, that one, I think. Yeah, so I don't know. Who should we throw in next? Because you've got... It's an interesting card because it's just stacked full of light like heavyweights, really. Uh, we might as well move on to the co-main, I guess. You've got Volcan. Bol- no time... Ozdemir up against Ilya Latifi Uh, Latifi getting on a bit 35 now this is a big big uh, opportunity a big big kind of necessity really to get the win here against Volkan he was on a a good little run beating uh, OSP and Tyson Pedro until he came up against Corey Anderson who was on Joe Rogan recently and he sounds like he's reinvented himself so no shame in that for Latifi up against Volkan Ozdemir who himself made a little run for the title got his opportunity got TKO'd in the second round by DC since lost to Smith and Reyes so Volcan who you know looked very impressive during his little little run started to go a little, little bit downhill here uh, he's only 6 foot 1 interestingly I saw Volcan. so he's, he's, he's fairly small as far as light heavyweights go but up against Latifi who himself is only 5 foot 8 so not going to make too much difference here 8 to 11 favourite Volcan, Latifi at evens at the moment Talk me through it, Matt.
1: Um, yeah, the sledgehammer, or I remember you called him, he's like a little meatball. <laughs> yeah, yes. Which I think is probably a more apt name, but um, five foot eight at light heavyweight I mean, you could talk to the cows come home about him having the sort of, I don't know what, like the size disparity in his fights, but he's going to get it in every fight at light every weight, so I'm sure he's used to it. Exactly, And yeah. he uses it to his uh, assistance. So. yeah. I suppose you could say that uh, in his fights.
0: Yeah, well, I think so. When, when you're that small, because when yeah. you, when you've got a slight different, slight reach advantage or disadvantage, and it might play a big factor. When you're that small, it's just uh, it's a whole another puzzle for your opponent to 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 work out, and it can lead you to sort of getting in underneath the shots and getting up close, which is what Latifi does, as you say. It's that's, that's his game plan now. Yeah, no, it's
1: a good point, and I also I think yeah. Because Volkan's on a free-fight skid, he, he might be a little bit tentative as here because he has to win. He might want to want to land the perfect shot. and I don't know. It just seems to me that Latifi could have this one wraps up purely because Ostemir will be a bit gun-shy. He's under a lot of pressure. He got robbed in his last fight, if you ask me, but he's got to have to win this fight. He's in Sweden. Latifi's only ever lost to good fighters. Yeah. Gegard... Blaukovic, Bader, Corey, yes. as you mentioned. Beaten an OSP and all that. So, I don't know. He's gonna, he's either going to want to get inside and get the get the fight to the ground. Latifi, and I think he'll be able to. And if he doesn't, he'll be able to land something big. Getting inside those shots of Vulcan. I don't know. It's a difficult fight. It'll be a good fight again. I don't
0: know. It's definitely tricky, isn't it? I think all these fights are tricky. Cause they, and they mean quite a lot. And we've got the, the fight after this we'll get to it in a minute. But that means a ton to, to, to one man in particular. You've got this fight here, as I say, Latifi coming towards the end of career, his career. This will be crucial if he wants to uh, sort of reignite his, his fire, uh, fire as such, to get back on that title hunt. Volcan, this is this is almost make and break for him, I think. And I think he did get a little bit unlucky last time out against Reyes. I wasn't, I wasn't. You know, I don't think it was a robbery. Yeah, such. I
1: think. Yeah, I think. Uh overstepped it there, robbery. I think he, he won, that robbery, yeah, it's probably a
0: bit harsh on Reyes. But yeah, yes, of so, but, but he, he has looked a little bit lacklustre. He has looked a little bit gun-shy, and he has looked a little bit, I don't know, a little, a little bit off recently, Volkan. So Latifi always brings it, doesn't he, every single time. Um, I think Anderson's style, uh, Corey Anderson, when he lost last time out, Latifi, I don't think... I think it was his basically his sort of perfect way to lose almost. So I think I would I would go with Latifi in this one as well. Probably a decision. Probably lots of clinch work. Obviously he's very very powerful, got a short, low centre of gravity, Latifi, which is gonna help Evans for Latifi. Stick a tenor on that or throw it in your hacker. I think I think that's a good one to pick, so I'm going with that as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think we were almost led up the garden path a bit with Ozdemir in there. He was getting all these quick wins, wasn't he? But We'd never really see him be tested. And I thought he actually done all right in the first round against Cormier for the title shot, but almost a fish out of war on the ground with certain people. I don't know if Latifi can get it there. He might be able to capitalise. It's, it's tricky on him. It's a bit harsh on him. It's a tough away fixture to Latifi, obviously Swedish. Yes. On a free fight skid. Um, I, I would like to see him win, but I like both of them. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you here. I, I've got here Latifi to eke out a decision. I think he'll be very grapple-heavy. And I think it's important. You mentioned it. It's important, a lot of these lightweight fights. because so, As we mentioned, I think Jones is going to want to clear out the division. So I think everyone has got a shot at fighting him. Yeah, I think Jones is going to want to go through that Definitely. division. Definitely, Anyone who's on a couple of fight-winning run, they've got a chance. He'll like, say, all right, yeah, I haven't fought that one yet. Line them up. I really do think he's sort of making up for lost time, is Jones. And he wants to sort of start breaking records and realise he... He's not going to be in the game forever and he wants to leave a positive uh, stamp on on his career as opposed to all the negative that he's been sort of associated with. So with regards to these sort of five, six, seven in the rankings, they know if they get a couple of wins together, they've got a certain a shot at the title. That's and it. As you know, anything can happen. Pay-per-view. Much, it?
0: Pay-per-view main event as well, which makes all exactly. the difference.
1: Particularly Latifi. I mean, obviously, Volkan's had a title shot before, but Latifi at 35, you got to think this is it, right? I need to go on my run and I need to do it now. That's it. And uh, I've, got, I've got him, I'm agreeing with you. I think he's going to eke out a decision.
0: Yeah, and it could be the start of a huge 18 months for him, if, if all goes well.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. As is, you're talking about the light heavyweight division, the third of the sort of triple light heavyweight main event almost, Jimmy
0: Manuel, Alexander Rakic. This is a big one. Massive for Jimmy Manua. Lost uh, his last three, Santos, Blakovic. And uh, Vulcan as well, interestingly. So 39 now, Jimmy, getting on, uh, th- as, as we just mentioned. A couple of wins. He could be getting a title shot. Has looked a little bit unlikely uh, as, as of late. Uh, not sure what you think about this. Rakic, big, uh, lo- lots of lo- uh, hype around Rakic. Six foot five in that light heavyweight division, 27 years old, 11 and 1 record. Lost his first fight, hasn't been beaten since. On a little bit of a tear, a variety of wins. He's got knockouts, he's got decisions as well. I know it's going to be difficult for you to bet against Manua in this one. Where, where, where are you going at the moment?
1: Well, we talked about Rackett before, haven't we?
0: We have. Um, very impressed.
1: Very impressive. Big lad. Young. Uh, powerful. Mm-hmm. Hasn't lost since his first one, like you say. I re-watched his last fight against Devon Clark, who's actually, uh, funnily enough, also on the card.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another yeah.
1: prospect. Uh, who we both like. He got dropped twice by Clark in that fight, straight off the bat, and then also with, um, I think it was a, a big left hook as well, later in the first round. He, he looked very susceptible to uh, to left hooks there, but he somehow, he, he landed, I think it was just, it wasn't even a spinning back fist on Clark. Clark coming in, steaming in at the back end of the first round, and he just landed a short back fist, and it just caught him unawares, and it was it was over, and he knocked out Clark. So, although it looks like a first-round knockout, which it obviously was, yeah. wasn't one-way traffic, um, which it probably looks like on paper, Clark really had him on the ropes, and it could have been stopped at some stage. He was landing some big knees. Illegal, but they were big knees and rackets. <laughs> so, I think Jimmy, as an outsider, with a big left hook that can put anyone out, I really think he, he's got a chance here. And, on a free fight skid at 39... Uh, he needs
0: it. Definitely. I mean, he's always got a chance, hasn't he, Jimmy? That's why we love him. And then you talk about Rakic before that. I mean, he's only really beat Justin Ledet, who's who's decent. And uh, uh, Barroso, they were both decisions. So, yeah, you've got a little point there that, that Rakic could be a little bit vulnerable. Probably, if you're talking about Manoa, you're talking about a free fight skid, you're talking about his age, you're talking about the opportunities that could be there should you string a couple of wins together. Probably the perfect opponent for Manoa at this stage. Probably the perfect location for the fight. I know Rakic. Obviously, he hasn't got too far to travel himself, but Manoa very used to being out in Sweden. So, yeah, this is all shaping up quite nicely for Jimmy Manoa. If you look at the seven to four price for Manoa again, I think that's that's very tasty. And then I think if you look at his his track record. So he's got a 17 and 5 record, Manoa. 15 of his 17 wins are by, K- by KO, and 4 of his 5 losses are by KO. So out of the 22 fights that he's had, 4 of them have gone to a decision, which I thought was uh, quite interesting. <laughs> it says it says all you need to know, really, doesn't it? So yeah, seven yeah, to four you price. You think it's gonna end by knockout? That's due it. To your uh, calculations there. That's it. Seven to four price to get uh, to win at all. Yeah, I think where we, Rackett's weaknesses are, like you say, if you you're betting on that left hook KO in the first round, which is let's just say more than likely, I think you're going to be yep. picking up a very handy little price there.
1: Well, he does wrap up my treble. I've got to say it. And I've got him to win by KO in round one. I think you, you have
0: to, don't you? That's...
1: Well, it's just, you look at his style recently. Like I don't know if Santos brought that out of him in the last fight or if Jimmy's like, do you know what? Sod it. I'm just going balls to the wall here. And you remember that fight at 2-3-1? Yeah, of course. Of war. course, yeah. Can't forget that. So whether we see a similar fight to that, where Jimmy's sort of like, Do you know, what I've only got a few fights left. I'm going to leave it all out here. Or if Santos was just sort of brought that out of him because Santos is such a bloody reckless. Yes, yeah, could be jackhammer himself. But it's tricky with Manoa, It's such a shame because like, it could have gone so different. Like he was on the cusp of a title shot with the Vulcan fight. Obviously, that was, yeah, that was it. Obviously, Vulcan went went old. on to get it. Yeah, he got caught cold there. Ah, yeah. uh, he's. <laughs> it is so frustrating because he's beaten guys who are still in there like OSP Corey Anderson obviously lost to Rumble Vulcan uh, Gustafsson but do you think he has time to get another run at it
0: yeah i think that's I, the tricky I, thing I think, at his I, age and everything he's got time he's got time but it's it's definitely running out i think because as we as you said quite rightly uh john jones i think wants to clean out the division Smith has, well, Gustafsson had his go. Smith has had his go. Santos is having his go soon as well. Manoa. He's
1: had his go.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, Manoa beats Rakic. Then who have you got? Winner of Vulcan or a winner of Smith, Gustafsson. Win that. Then it's title shot after that, I think.
1: Yeah, I think he'll need a certainly need a few and he would need to do it pretty sharpish.
0: Definitely, so yeah. He needs yeah. to
1: stay active. Uh, I know he had that injury before that Santos fight. Um, I think he was meant to fight in Brazil when he took, tore his hamstring, didn't
0: he? Yeah, or just a, just, like as, that. just as he landed, he went for a run off the plane, yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so if you can avoid injury, get rid of, sort of, get, get out of this fight pretty early, unscathed, with a win, of course, and stay active, because I, I think he wanted to... Don't quote me on this, but I think he wanted his last fight in the London card next year. I just wonder if he does go on a run, and he's in a fight in that London card, which puts him in a position to have a, uh, a title fight in the near future. He may be delaying that retirement. But he's, he's a UK legend, whatever happens. Headline London, I think at least twice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he goes on another run, but this is... a really tough assignment for him but if he can get past this I think um,
0: people will start to take notice of Jimmy again. Got to agree. <laughs> yeah very well put there. I like that and uh, yeah good luck to the poster boy. Uh, hopefully we do see a nice little title run there for him. But uh, yeah what's your pick? What did you go with? Yeah, round one KO Big Jimmy. He's done it? Yes yes.
1: Yeah got to On haven't my you. Treble, my treble, do you want me to save it to
0: the end or do you want me to tell you now? I mean what's your, what's your preference? Uh, Go on then, yeah, hit me with your acker now. We might as well get it out of the way.
1: Well, it's just my picks, really. <laughs> the three picks I just told you. We've got Jim, uh, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, Smith. to get the win. Jimmy Smith's going to come in last minute. <laughs> a big bald head.
0: With the RKO finish.
1: <laughs> with, uh, so I've got... uh back nearly calling him Jimmy Smith again now. <laughs> Anthony Smith. 11-5. Jimmy Manua and Aliyah Latifi seven to four
0: and evens yeah that's a, a tasty have a nibble if you dare 16 to one 16s Six 16 to one it's good isn't it that is good just to get the win at all in any, any way shape or form obviously so yeah good. any facets
1: work. any facet, Jack. Yeah, I good. think I was looking for the first round KO for uh, Jimmy but they're not doing them yet so I'll have to wait later in the week to have a look at that
0: okay I reckon So obviously seven to four to win first round KO probably only going to get about fives aren't you I'll say that though. Oh yeah, 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 not bad.
1: But uh, yeah, I'm I bet for a while. Have you logged into your accounts recently?
0: Uh, only Friday, yeah, Friday to have a little look. Are you, al- are you able to bet? Uh, uh, I didn't put one on. And oh, no,
1: it's telling me to upload my driving license. It seems really dodgy to me. Oh really? Yeah. So you might put my Akron for me, Joe.
0: Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I just thought that was quite uh, weird. That is dodgy. I know they're uh, they're bringing in something where if you want to watch porn online, you've got to prove your age. So maybe they're doing it with betting as well. It's just like I've I've got this Paddy Power things, and yeah, yeah, this is a new regulation or
1: whatever. But my mate who bets regularly, he ain't got it. Perhaps he's giving him too much money with his bets.
0: Mm, sounds a bit dodgy to me. Yeah, so I'm avoiding it. So I must do it in store. What else have we got on that car, John? So back to the uh, official official business. Yes, uh, so we, everything so far has been light heavyweight. We'll move on. We've got some uh, two two bits of British interest on this one. Uh, the first one up at featherweight. We've got Macwan Amir Khani up against Chris Fishgold. Fishy, the uh, legend from Liverpool, picked up a nice win most recently against Daniel Taymor. Uh, that was a rear naked choke in the second round. I think we all remember that one. Up against another good solid level... A fighter, you know, these names like Daniel Taymor and uh, sort of Mackway Amir Carney, they're sort of always there for, for people new into the USC. If you're going to move your way up in this division or in any division, you're going to have to fight these sorts of levels of fighter. So Amir Khani, 14-3 record, fights out of SBG Ireland, uh, based out of Iran originally, I believe. Big Jason Knight in May 2018, so it's pretty much, it's going to be just over a year exactly since Amir Khani last fought. Chris Fishgold Fish going into this one, obviously good winning against Tamer as I said. Lost to Calvin Qatar in his debut, which is a tough fight for a debut, I would say. Amir Carney the favourite eight to eleven. You get evens on Fishgold in this one, which way you're leaning at the moment? I would uh, suggest you're leaning towards Fishgold because of that English interest.
1: Well, I think Amir Khan is, uh he's got a lot more sort of uh, on his resume. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's four and one, and he lost to Arnold Allen. Lost so to Arnold
0: Allen, yeah. So that kind of tells the story. Up.
1: Yeah, I mean, Arnold Allen beats everyone, doesn't he, uh, by yes. hook or by crook? Uh, Amir Khani, a bit of a cocky sod uh, in his last fight against Jason Knight. There's a lot of needle there. Uh, got the win, though, as you say. Um, obviously, these can both strike, but I think this will be a fun ground scrap. Plenty of subs on both records. Uh, obviously, fish goal with his
0: uh, patented guillotine. That's where I, think I expect it to go, fight. actually. you think it'll be a good, fun I do. grappling I, contest? I yeah? do, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think Hopefully. I've at featherweight some of the and and below some of the grappling contests you get in these are outstanding i think it will be one of those i think fishgold will probably be looking for uh, a submission probably the guillotine, as you say but obviously he's got a lot more in his locker as well amir khani mm, yeah probably i don't know i think he might try and keep it standing if he can i think amir khani might fancy himself on the feet a little bit more Sorry. so uh, i think it should be an interesting fight a nice contrast in styles uh, contrasting game plans And sort of where Each man wants to take the fight So we'll see Who will prevail out of that one uh, Got to pick Fishy To win this one
1: Yeah I think it'll be I think it would potentially Fight of the night For a start
0: Yeah like definitely say, The lower
1: weights who, With two fighters Who can grapple There'll be plenty of transitions Plenty of reversals Plenty of submission attempts I think it'll be Hopefully it does go down there Because it's not That's one of the Finer aspects Of the sport That we both like I know you certainly do Yes um, but um, I'm agreeing with you I'm going with Fishgold um, I don't think he'll get the finish I think it will be a, a fun decision win For Big Fishy
0: Yeah I like that shot. And Fishgold, 26 years old Still very young An 18-2-1 record So the future looks very bright for that young man
1: Oh certainly throw him up there Because Amir Khan a quite a big name actually For a European sort of
0: base fire. Definitely, yeah, definitely, and I think he gets some mentions from like Dan Hardy and people like that on live broadcast. So, yeah, it'll be a uh, a good win, and it might even earn himself a shot at sort of a top fifteen next for Fishgold, possibly on yeah on an American card would be nice for him. Yeah, this is main card, right? This one. This one is yeah. Good, good. Welsh else is on the main card? What was the other British interest you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so this one is on the prelims, and it's uh, Stevie Ray from Fife up in Scotland. In the lightweight division, he's up against Leon- Leonardo Santos, which is an interesting opponent, to say the least. So Stevie Ray, off from Scotland, as I say, 29 years old, 22-8 and eight record. Uh, won his last fight by a unanimous decision before that. Lost to Cajun Johnson, who we saw in London a couple of years ago. And Paul Felder knocked him out in the first round. Uh, before that, beat some big names. Beat Joe Lowe's on, beat Ross Pearson. So Stevie Ray's been in the USC for a long, long time now. He could do with a win here, definitely. I would say his, his opponent is an interesting one, Leonardo Santos. Sixteen and three record. He's thirty nine years old. He is undefeated in ten years, uh, but his last fight was in October twenty sixteen, where he got a win, obviously. So he's had lots of injury problems, and if you talk about twenty sixteen, it's about two and a half, nearly three, coming on three years now. So that's a long time out. But otherwise. Uh, cracking record beat Kevin Lee and Rocco Martin in 2015 so obviously ages ago those two are completely different fighters now uh, pretty scary opponent for Stevie Ray hasn't lost in 10 years as I say going to be a tough one got to back Stevie Ray I think
1: well you got to hope that he's a little bit rusty as Santos when he comes back and Stephen Ray can sort of
0: capitalise on it I suppose he's got to be rusty surely He's had some bad injuries in that time, which obviously, if you're out that long, they're going to be bad. He's got to be rusty.
1: You throw in his age as well. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm obviously backing Stevie Ray, but he, on paper, he, he is very scary opponent, as you said. Uh,
0: six foot one at lightweight as well, foot- so mm-hmm. he's uh, pretty big.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go with... Big Stevie to get the win. I think he'd get the win by decision as well. It'd be a difficult opponent to get out of there just in spite of his uh, time out of the Octagon and injuries alike.
0: Yeah, and hope hopefully Stevie Ray can pull off sort of a grinding victory, I guess. Is that what you're thinking? If you talk about up against the older man, been out for a long time, had lots of injuries, maybe test him, see where his body's at, up against the cage, clinching, just a lot of work to to overpower him for the three rounds, I guess.
1: Yeah, I suppose just nullify uh, Santos's strengths and just try and make it as uncomfortable a night as possible. And like you say, grind it out.
0: Yeah, have to agree with you. What else we got on this card then? Do you want to throw any others in quickly?
1: Um, yeah, there's some interesting ones on there. We mentioned it before. Devon Clark's fighting. He should be an interesting. Well, he is an interesting prospect. We both like him. Obviously, he lost to Racket that time, but still an absolute sort of massive future in. Uh, for Clark,
0: yeah, and I'm interested in his opponent as well. Actually, Darko Stosic, uh, he's got a 13 and one record. This is his UFC debut. Looked impressive outside of the UFC. So uh, obviously, these debut fighters coming in that you've never heard of up against a good level. When Devin Clark, it could be interesting to see which way that goes. He could un, sort of unveil himself as a, as a big star in his own right.
1: Well, that's why we like these cards, isn't it? It's, yes, there's a lot of fighters you're not aware of, but. They've got to start somewhere, right? And everyone started on the undercard at some point. John yeah. Jones, Conor McGregor, they all started somewhere. And these are the these are the cards where they're unearthed. So big tests for Devon Clark, as you say. Also, I think Frank Camacho and Nick Pine going to be a
0: war. Yeah, I saw that one as well. That should be a good one. On a similar note to Stosic, uh, you've got Daniel Taymor up against Sung Bin Joe, who's got a 9-0 and record. Uh, obviously, I don't know anything Sung about... Sung Bin Joe? Sung Bin Joe. Oh, right. So I don't know anything about about that lad. Nine and no record. But the thinking is here: Daniel Tamor at featherweight. He he's in a, he's in an odd position because he almost only seems to ever fight debutants, and they almost always seem to be quite good. So if they if they're following that vein and they're kind of handing Taymor, you know, another hiding into nothing, I think that could be an interesting fight. And obviously, it's an unbeaten fighter coming in. So. That's another one to keep an eye on, I think, and that's on the main card at the moment.
1: Um, I've got to say, I think
0: he's only on here because he's Swedish. I mean, he hasn't won in the UFC before. Tamer, I mean. Yeah. And I, I think... That's, that's what I mean, though. I mean, he doesn't get handed any favours, and he does just seem to be being used to showcase new talent on European cards lately. So, that's why I think that could be a, a decent one. Yeah, I mean, like complete unknown quantity. Uh, Sun Bin Joe. Of course, um, yeah, I, could, I could be completely talking rubbish. I don't, I don't know him, but there you go.
1: But yeah, that's a good one to look out for. Um, another Swede, Lena Landsberg, against Tonya the Treacle Evinger.
0: Yeah, oh, I think he's looking for a <laughs> first USC win, isn't she, Evinger? She's been around forever.
1: Yeah, I think she was uh, Invicta for
0: ages, were not she? She yeah. got she hung in there against Cyborg. That, memory. that is the. Uh that's the way to describe it wasn't it hung in there is something like that performance definitely I think she's the first one that sort of cyborg didn't blitz straight away oh definitely yeah that's that's uh yeah that's that's a good thing tough old
1: boots Tonya the treacle but yeah that should be an interesting fight um not too sure it's got many repercussions in regards to the title picture but a fun one all the same any more on there you'd like to stick your neck out on
0: say this is going to be a good one no I think you've what covered we've... them all there I think some uh there's bound to be some surprises, uh, but otherwise, all's being told, I think the, the main card more than makes up for it on a Saturday, as we as we say, at a normal time. Hopefully the, the sun's out, have a few beers, get the UFC on. Cracking Saturday uh, afternoon, I would say. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm going to struggle to see this on the Saturday. It's really annoying. You're out and about. Oh, the Champions League, it?
0: Of course, yeah. You've got bigger things to worry about, haven't
1: you? I'm going to be stressing my dish off. But I think I will find time to watch it on the Sunday,
0: possibly. All right, so let's move on to a bit of fight news, I think.
1: Where should we start? it's been such a slow week, I feel. I think it's, like it's dragging its heels. There's no real fight news. There's no fights. Uh, not a lot to really cover with regards to fight news. There was one that you wanted to mention, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, it has been very quiet. But Hafael Asansal is up against Corey Sandhagen next, which I think is an absolute blinder of a fight to make. Asensal reinvented himself of late, lost to Mariah's last time out, but before that, won four in a row against some some good opposition. Corey Sandhagen, who has had a lot of hype around him, come out uh, recently, a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and proved that hype to be true, I thought, with his performance. So I think this is a huge fight for Sandhagen. His last fight was his biggest test. This will be his biggest test again, up against a huge name in Asensal. I think I'm, I'm very excited to see this fight and I think Sandhagen's got a lot of promise in there. Yeah, he's one of those
1: names. If you beat Sun sao you sort of arrived almost and he's the true title gatekeeper. I mean, if you, But the only problem is Sun Tso can just shut anyone down on any given night. So it's the big test for Corey Sandhagen. Like you say, he has looked good. He already got past Lineker, as you say. So he, he's right in the mix of that. Yeah, absolutely and I, I expect this, uh... Sorry, go on. Yeah, no. Nah, I was just saying, he, he puts him at the top of that stacked division if he gets through uh, out
0: Yeah, and I, I expect Sandhagen's grappling to to stand up. To, to be honest, it's a big call against Fao, obviously, but I think Sandhagen's got enough on the ground. I think, I think, he, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think he grew up. He sort of first got into boxing and grappling, so I think that that's his mainstay. So yeah, not big bad ones to
1: have. Where do you know when this is or where it's at? Or I do.
0: Yeah, USC two four one.
1: Oh, okay, so this is Stipe and DC? Yeah, the st- stacked uh, cards, yeah. Diaz and Pettis? That's it.
0: That's
1: it? <laughs> decent, decent one. What month was that?
0: August, is it? August.
1: Oh, so not not far, then, yeah? Not far, no. Decent decent card they're uh, compiling there. Was there any other fights?
0: Well, Tyron Woodley back. pulled out of his fight last week with a hand injury, as we all know just yep. been a little bit of an update he t- he's, he's done an interview and it turns out he's got a chronic arthritis in his right hand so it sounds cool. like it's going to be a, a, a pretty permanent issue, uh, I don't know much about arthritis but I doubt it gets much better over the years, obviously he's only young, he's probably well he's late 30s now which fight terms is, is old but in real life that's no age at all really so he has said he wants to be back uh, in August I think he's eyeing that that two four one event as well. I think that's where he said he wants to come back. So sounds like he, you know, it's not going to get it's not going to get in the way too much. But nevertheless, that's that's not a good thing forwardly. And I think if in lead lead ups, build ups to, to future fights, you're always going to be a bit worried that this is going to sort of reoccur, and he might have to pull out of that. Which he's had he's had his troubles with the USC. I don't think that's going to sort of endear him to them uh, any any more.
1: Yeah, do you think they're going to make the the Lawler one again? Because Lawler seems it seems very reluctant to fight anyone but Askrin or Woodley.
0: Possibly, I think Woodley would happily fight someone else higher up in 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 the rankings. But I don't know why they haven't made. I don't know why they haven't made a fight for uh, Lawler, the replacement. My, my guess would be that Lawler they probably feel like they owe Lawler a lot. So I think they're probably trying to look out for him in in this sense. And I think if Lawler's come out and said I want that rematch, uh, I want to avenge that loss. I think that UFC are probably trying to do him a favour.
1: Well, I think they. I think it's down to Lawler. Lawler don't want anyone else, but yeah. like in Askren or Woodley. And they've actually moved Ngannou JDS to the main event of that card, haven't they? So it's it seems definitely off now. No no replacement for Lawler. So all them fighters who are clamouring for that
0: fight have to turn their attention elsewhere, it seems. It does, yeah. So moving on, we are in fight news. We've got something slightly different. We've got the Khabib news. So uh, a brief summary. Essentially, Khabib uh, suffered a ban after his Conor fight. That ban is coming up soon, in time for Abu Dhabi, conveniently. However, his teammates suffered even longer ban, so they they weren't scheduled to to run out until after the Abu Dhabi event. So Khabib said, "Right, if my my brothers aren't aren't free to fight, then I'm not going to fight." So the commission essentially said, "Okay, what we'll do is we'll shorten their ban to just enough time to see us through, so you can actually come back and fight on the Abu Dhabi card, which yeah. is a uh, business as usual." Business as usual meaning? Well, that's that's that, that's yeah, that's standard, isn't it? If you uh, give well, out a ban and someone says, is- "Oh, but can you just reduce that a bit?" You go, "Yeah, all right then." Not your band, your mate's band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, go on. He's all right, really.
1: But I think the thing was that they offered Khabib uh, a chance to reduce his own ban with the anti-bullying campaign. Do you remember?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah. And he told him where to stick it
1: almost. But obviously, he only had a nine-month one and these other lads had a, a year one. And their argument is you've, you've asked Khabib to do some sort of community service and get a reduction, we should have the same. So I think that might be the loophole that they've been able to get around. So what they've done is they've accepted a 10, 10 hours community service. I mean, it's not exactly long, is it? It's like a day. A day, yeah. <laughs> and 25 grand. Yeah, it's a very, very sceptical, you've got to say. Um, Big Bob Wait. Bennett at the NAC, ex- executive director, sort of
0: uh, allowed this. It's so blatant, isn't it?
1: But yeah, these they're just, they're just con ice, aren't they?
0: Basically, they you know, oh, are. What what on earth does a ban mean? Like, yeah, what, what, what can you what can you say? It's just just money, isn't it? I mean, I'm yeah. not. I, is it, are you asking me if it sort of winds me up? Does it grind my gears? Not really. Like, obviously, this was going to happen. I don't really care. It's only sort of the UFC at the end of the day. No one's really committed a crime, have they? So it's not that that big of a deal. But it does sort of show up. What a farce it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, on one hand, you have got like say, I don't know. Sung... What was his name uh, earlier? Yeah, he was fighting David Tangmore. Sung Bing Joe. Sung Bing Joe. Sung Bing Joe gets a year ban and uh, his mates get a nine... Uh, if he gets a 9 month ban and his mates get a year ban, if he goes to Bob Bennett and says, can you reduce my mate's one, he's going to tell him where to stick it.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. So it,
1: it's... Horses for courses. It's, uh, the, it's a good thing, really, in that the fighters have got a bit of power now, sticking it to the commissions who have had it over them for so long. But on the other hand, it just shows you... It's not worth the paper it's written on. Sometimes,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I have to agree with you there. No? It's very convenient, though, that Abu Dhabi is on the September the seventh, isn't it? It's all so convenient that, it, <laughs> like, it's just uh, sort, sort of trying to hide in plain sight, aren't they? It's trying to say, look, we, we, like, we're a. Uh, this is just normal. This is just how it works. Like, we couldn't possibly be so blatant as to put this <laughs> event on in this place where we need this person to fight. And then reduce the bands to make it happen. Like, we couldn't possibly be so stupid as to do that. And we're all just like, "Yeah, that is true." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but fair play to Gavie. But I've got utmost respect. Yes.
0: man And he knows he's gotten by the balls. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: He's beaten their top man, so he's, he's he is sitting upon the throne as it is. So he he gets to call the shots. So fair play to him for sticking to his guns and I... Uh, it is what it is. It's, it's always been going on at commissions and it always will.
0: Yes, yeah, it is what it's it just is. It's the
1: way it works, isn't it? It's like politicians. You can't trust them as far as you can throw them. So. Big Bob Bennett for that
0: reason. He's one of my uh, Safoa picks, by the way. It leads us on quite nicely to the Safoa, our uh, Simon Safaro Award for Outstanding Achievement that we give out every week. Uh, so, yeah, those sort of uh, shenanigans that have been going on fit quite nicely.
1: Yeah, so obviously we give it for negative impact in the MMA. Well, positive impact. Obviously, uh, Bob Bennett. We're going to stick him in the negative category. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, but he's only a nomination though.
0: Okay, um, so he's been uh, he's been outshone this week. Maybe not in the negative aspect because that's, that's quite a well, an you, act to follow. You had Paul Malignaggi this week as well, didn't you? So I think he spat. At, um, yeah. He spat, spat at Lobov last week, and then and then this week. Do you want, what did he do this week?
1: Um, I am paraphrasing, but it was something to do with saying to lob off that MMA is not as tough as boxing because there's more deaths in boxing, which is in particularly on the back of Deontay Wilder's comments. is in very poor taste, and if anything, it shines a a, a negative light on boxing.
0: Yeah, there's there's just no need to it's not, yeah, say it, it. Is there?
1: Yeah, and it's not like
0: it's not that, like something you should be proud of, is it? Like oh exactly. yeah, loads of people die, so my one's better.
1: I'm harder than you, sort of Yeah, yeah. Like Dan Hardy now didn't head. He was like, instead of saying something like that, why don't you say why? Why are people dying in boxing, and what can we do about it? Not, yeah, exactly. Pick it up at some Trash press conference, sort of. Why is it an MMA versus boxing thing anyway? Oh nice. you no, know they're fighting in a bare knuckle boxing match, which is different to boxing anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So just, uh, yeah, I, I was not team off before because I'm not a massive fan of Conor McGregor, as you know. Yes. Uh, not that Lobov's really done anything to wind me up over the years, but probably just by association. But I'm um, certainly on Team Lobov for whenever they fight, because Malianarji is not hes not in my good books. He's no, he's, and he, he's, he's, he's definitely,
0: just definitely rubbing me up the wrong way, Malianaji, and I did used to like him, but...
1: I by think... all accounts, he's a really good analysis and commentator. He is. He is he very good. Well. He is uh, very
0: good, but, yeah, he's getting getting right on my tits lately. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, you can't say it fairer than that. I mean he's looking at it very short it's very short sighted of him because a career in commentary and analysis. But that's it, that's why I'm surprised. He is.
0: Yeah.
1: He's throwing it all down the drain.
0: Yeah, it is weird. But
1: For a so. fight with uh, Artem Lobov in bare knuckle boxing by which is no easy fight because it's he's a, a tank, and he loboved a ball game and all. Yeah. It's a different ball game. But so, yeah, he's certainly in the mix there, again for a negative aspect. Shall I throw some positivity your way, Joe? Please, you, you've got me feeling right down now. <laughs> I want to throw Scott Ashcombe in there for winning uh, middleweight yeah, at Sorry. ASW last week. I, I'm not sure if we, I don't think we mentioned it once it happened, so I want to sort of backdate that a little bit. And uh, he got a, a big win over in Poland. Michel Maturla was a big favourite over him. Huge star over there, and Ashkin pulled off the upset in the third round. Big knee. So, congratulations to him. That's for a
0: positive aspect, Joe. I mean, are you feeling a bit more positive now? I love that. Yeah, I love Scott Askam, He's a great personality. He picked up his jitsu black belt not too long ago. So, yeah, congratulations on a big win. He's the champ over there now.
1: Yeah, so uh, a long road for him to get to that point And hopefully yeah. he'll get the recognition he deserves over there because KSW... Uh, really big promotion they go under the radar uh, everyone thinks it's all about the American market but it's not Poland they fill out stadiums event after event so it's no mean feat for him getting that belt so he gets a, a big bit of slice of the positive action in the Sephora as I say that the big the sun is coming out Joe I'm looking out <laughs> in the garden the sun the clouds are parting what can that is man starting.
0: do he can literally part the clouds Scott Ashcombe exactly <laughs> I'm giving it
1: to uh, so there's been a lot of elections this week. Did you vote last week? Uh, I didn't, no, no. I didn't either. I, was I fed up. <laughs> it's so boring, isn't no, it? It's no. like, I didn't know what it was for. We're, we're voting. For, what, was it for an EU seat? Yeah. yeah. we to be out, of it, we're we? We're trying to leave, yeah. <laughs> it's so, so shit. I'm so bored of it. But. But. On that note, in the politics world, the political world, I'm, Paddy Houlihan, two years ago, had to retire from MMA for an illness down and out, and he comes back, and he's been elected in his sort of hometown, elected councillor. I think I've got this right. Tala South. Tala South. Okay. And He's on the South Dublin Co- County Council, so... Yeah, nice. So a nice little support, it it? Yeah, and I was listening to an interview from him earlier on uh, MMA fighting, and he seems to really want to make a difference. He said how when he first went to jiu-jitsu back in the day when he was a teenager, he was just so angry, and he was so vexed about stuff and that went away after a few jiu-jitsu lessons and the, what it taught him and he says he thinks he can do that in the political world and sort of, because everyone's so divided at the minute. He That's thinks it, he everyone's
0: pretty, very angry, aren't
1: they? Exactly that and he says he can make a difference and uh, I uh to go from where he was to where he is now down and out, uh you spend all your life trying to get to a point and then he can't do it anymore in the UFC and to turn it around like he has. It's very heartwarming, I think. And I think he certainly can make the difference that he's uh, aiming to do.
0: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it's uh, a brilliant thing to see from what I've seen of him. him, I've listened to a bit of his podcast as well. He seems like a level headed bloke. It seems like he cares. So uh, I think with that experience, sort of that transition that he's gone through from angry to, to calm and caring and, and thoughtful, I think he's good to see. And, uh, Congratulations to him on that, but more importantly, congratulations on the Sofawa. Yeah, it's in the post,
1: Paddy. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, I thought thought we needed some positivity. Definitely, love that one. And big Paddy's brought it around.
0: All right, so I think that brings us quite nicely to a close, Matthew. Um, We've had a couple of quiet weeks at last, uh, thankfully. This coming weekend, we've got the USC in Stockholm, so I think it's going to be a good week. Congratulations again to Paddy Holohan on his... uh, Safara award. Uh, just briefly, we'll close out, we'll touch back on the USC Fight Night in Stockholm this weekend. Which one which fight are you most excited for? I'm looking forward to the Fish
1: Gold Amir Khani fight. Yeah, good shot. I think it's a good fight. Uh with regards to... I think the Camacho and Nick Heim one will be a good fight as well. But I think with regards to performance of the night and who's going to have a standout performance, who's going to have a highlight, real performance, I've got to look no further than the poster boy. London's Jimmy.
0: Yeah, I like that shout. I like that shout. I think, I think that's probably what I'm most looking forward to. I think this is a real huge opportunity for Jimmy here against someone who's looked slightly unproven most recently. So I am excited for that. I think... I think performance of the night you might see that in the main event and I think I think you could I think if someone is to win I think well obviously someone is to win I think to win someone is going to have to put on an a, a big big in performance I think you could see Gustafsson putting on a bit of a clinic against Anthony Smith or I think you could see Anthony Smith coming out and landing some big power and maybe getting a shock sort of stoppage victory there so I think you might see the performance of the night in that one but otherwise I think that Especially that main card, where you look at that, sprinkle a bit of British interest in there as well. I think it's going to be a cracking, cracking fight card.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's really good. Normally on these uh, European cards, normally the main event might have some title implications, but because it's the light heavyweight division and there's a sort of bit of a murky waters there, then, then top three fights really do have some title implications. I feel.
0: Yeah, so definitely.
1: I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I will be trying to avoid the results on Saturday. Probably be too pissed to read them anyway if I do <laughs> see them. So uh, Sunday, well, ne- next week uh, I'll I'll Skype you again, Joe. Hopefully I'm in a good mood.
0: Nice. And just quickly before you go, we will throw your acker in there again because that was a that was a good price.
1: Yeah, it was uh, Latifi Smith, Jimmy Manuel, uh, the underdog acker treble sixteen to one. So I thought that's quite a good price. Obviously Smith bulks it up a bit on enemy territory. Underdog of course Gustafson's. Uh, well, he's a legend, really.
0: So it's going to be really tough for him, but not a bad chat, I don't think. No, I like, I, don't think I like that. I do like that. So, on that note, I think I'll uh, I'll love you and leave you. I love you and leave you as well. So yeah, we are split decision UK. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great week. And uh, yeah, check us out next time. See you later. Bye.